is Janine O'Neill of J.O. Social Branding, and this is the Socialize Podcast, episode number 35, and today we have Meredith Kruger of This Pug's Life. Meredith actually runs the Instagram account for This Pug's Life, which is her pug, Charlie. Charlie's a little black pug who took ownership of Meredith Kruger in July of 2013. Meredith's now husband, JP, surprised her with Charlie after Meredith's year-long convincing campaign to get a baby pug. His Instagram account, at this pug's life, was started in September 2013 and in three years has grown to 30,000 followers. Charlie's on page 18 of the New York Times bestselling book, Dogs and Their People. Charlie loves peanut butter, short walks to the couch, and barking at cartoon dogs. He lives in Somerville, Mass. with his parents. Welcome, Meredith. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. So for those who are listening to this podcast, Meredith and I go way back. Um, we were actually in college together, so we attended Salem State University, yeah. and we had a few PR classes together and connected through social media and have just kind of stayed in touch in that space. And I saw that Meredith got this dog, and she was posting these hysterical pictures and photos of him. And then one day, I was on Instagram, and it said, your friend Meredith is on Instagram as this pug life. So <laughs> I followed and absolutely love what she is doing over there. It's really fun, creative. And um, when I asked Meredith to come on the podcast and just share how she's grown the account, how she manages a brand voice. She's like, well, I don't really know. I don't do this for business. This is more fun. And I'm like, well, you have 30,000 followers. So there's got to be something happening over there and some lessons or tips that you could share with the audience. So that's how she came here today. And um, I'm really excited to talk about this. This is a fun one. Yeah, good. I'm happy to be here. So why did you decide to set up an Instagram account for Charlie? Initially, I was posting pictures of him on my own personal Instagram, and I just I didn't want to flood my very few followers with only pictures of um, Charlie. And so I was like, oh, I should set up my own account. And I also I've always loved captioning photos, and this was a perfect way to do it daily. Very cool. And so when you're posting in Charlie's voice, are there specific steps you take or things you do to make sure that his voice is being heard? Yes. Um, the first thing I do is I make sure it's a good photo. I see a lot of blurry, poor quality photos on Instagram, um, and I, I just don't want to be known for doing that. It's not easy taking great photos of a black dog without professional lighting or equipment. So if it's a nice day outside or the lighting in my house is above average, I just make sure to take advantage of those things. And then in regards to his voice, at this point, I think he's known as being uh, pretty sassy, so I try and keep <laughs> that up. And he's also very, very sweet and um, a bit of a heartbreaker, so I always do that angle as well. Yeah, it's really funny to sit over there and watch it because, I mean, he's taken on this personality and this persona. Like, it's just, it's Charlie, like, speaking when you go over there because you're so good at keeping that tone consistent. And obviously, the audience has responded well because you have a ton of followers. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I definitely, I have a specific voice that I made up for him, but I don't need to do that right now. <laughs> so when it comes to messaging on Instagram and managing a brand, are there any tips or advice you can share with those that are listening about how you keep content consistent and aligning your messaging with your previous posts? 
Yep. Um, so as I mentioned, he's known for being sassy and sweet, so I try to keep captions consistent with his voice. Um, we also we met another black pug through Instagram. Uh, his name is Jameson, and his parents ended up moving from Connecticut, and now they live around the corner from us in Somerville. So we're able to keep playdates consistent, and their followers love seeing them together. Um, we ended up going to each other's weddings, and then we each took care of each other's pugs during the honeymoon. So when Jameson was here, I completely took advantage of that. I got them matching outfits. Um, I was always posing them. So if you have a pet account you're trying to build up, use costumes and funny props, and then also follow popular accounts that are like yours and interact with them. Very cool. And tagging them too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Tagging is key. Now, how often do you post on Instagram? Is there any strategy that you have behind it? I post one to two times daily. I used to have a strategy regarding timing prior to the new algorithm. Now I just post when I feel like it, but it's usually in the morning and then before I go to bed. And why did you choose those times? Does it just work better with your schedule? It does, yep. So I'll do it before I leave work and then just before I go to bed. It's just the easiest thing. So in the lifespan of animals, three years is not that long, mm -hmm. and you have managed to get 30,000 followers in three years. So that's a really short time period to get that sort of following. What did you mm -hmm. do or how did you get that? So features have played a huge part of this. Charlie's been featured on a number of accounts with a large following, some with over a million followers. So he's been featured on Dogs of Instagram. That was probably one of the biggest ones, and he got, I don't know, over a 1,000 followers just from that. Um, he's been featured on Pugs of Instagram a few times, Bark Post, Dogs, Bark Box, Petco, and BuzzFeed Animals. How does one get featured on those accounts? Are you reaching out to them, or are they finding you? A mix. So I would use hashtags. I use hashtags every time I post. And then I also use the direct message feature. And some accounts have an email that you can send a picture to. So that's how he was featured on Dogs Instagram. I just emailed them. Very cool. And do you have specific hashtags that you use? Yeah, I copy and paste because I got so sick of writing them out every time. Um, I do use certain hashtags. It's typically, you know, BarkBox, BuzzFeed, Pug, Puppy. If it's Thursday, I do Throwback Thursday. I just I take advantage of what I can. What do you attribute to attaining that many followers? Charlie is adorable and extremely photogenic. He also enjoys dressing up in costumes, I swear. He wiggles his butt when I go to put him on. And if he's not in the mood, then I don't do it. And who doesn't love a pug dressed as an elf? I try and make the <laughs> captions light and funny. I also interact a lot with his followers and the pugs that he follows. Um, and like I said, I always use hashtags. And if it's, for instance, National Pug Day, I make sure and post one of his best photos to try and get on the search page. And that used to be the popular page. When you are interacting with other accounts, are you acting in his voice? Sometimes. <laughs> that probably sounds crazy. I used to do it, and then I kind of got sick of doing that. So it, it kind of depends on my relationship with the person that is replying, because you kind of get to know these people on a deeper level, I want to say. So it just depends. Yeah, I mean, I know that in the accounts that I've managed and then my own account, there's certain people that will always interact, that will always comment 
Um, and so you develop a relationship in a way with them. So you feel like yeah. even if you haven't met them before, then you can talk to them away. So it totally makes sense whether it's a business, a brand, you know, a persona, or a pug. As your following grew, was there anything else that you did to kind of continue that growth? I try and reply to every comment. I just I think that's important. Make people feel like their likes and comments are being seen. Um, I also direct message accounts with large followings to try and get a feature or email them if they have an email. And to date, it's been pretty successful. My goal is to have them on Ellen and Instagram. Awesome. So I understand this is something that you do for fun, but when was that moment that you realized, hey, you know what, there's something pretty special going on here? It happened early on. It was about six months after I set up his Instagram, and I was walking down the street with him at a St. Patrick's Day parade in Western Massachusetts, and these two girls stopped, and they asked me if they could pet my pug, and then we got to talking, and I mentioned that, oh, he has an Instagram if you want to follow him, and they asked what it was, and they were already following him, so <laughs> it was pretty hysterical. That's funny. That actually, yeah. so yesterday or two days ago, I was in a workshop and I was talking to somebody about my podcast and they were asking about upcoming guests. So I mentioned this podcast and saying it's really interesting and unique because I'm going to be interviewing a dog in a way, you know, a dog account. <laughs> and <laughs> love it. And when I told this woman, she was like, what's the account? And she's like, oh my gosh, I follow them. Oh, really? So I, I love yeah, that. I so funny. So I was like, yeah, here I am just kind of, you know, talking. I don't know her that well. She came to my session, but she knew who Charlie was in this pug life. So That's he amazing. definitely was making, <laughs> making his way. I've heard a herself. few stories like that. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love hearing that. So mm -hmm. That's great. Well, I mean, you've obviously worked hard to grow the account, so you deserve to hear that. So what are some other funny or odd, crazy moments that stand out to you from creating a presence for Charlie on Instagram? In addition to people recognizing him on the street, uh, you already mentioned this, he's in that New York Times best-selling book, Dogs and Their People. Um, the book was published by Bark Post. He's on page 18 in case anyone wants to take a look. The way this happened was Bark Post reached out to me in the early stages of the book to see if he wanted to be included, and of course, I agreed to that. Last Christmas, um, Charlie was featured on Boston.com in the article, These 17 Massachusetts Dogs Have More Instagram Followers Than the Humans You Know, and he was number two. I had no idea this was happening. My friend tagged me on Facebook, so it was a great present. And then most recently, Charlie has had his first official viral video on the Unilad Facebook page, and to date it has over 20 million views. That is amazing. So what was the video of? It's him and Jameson in their Halloween Minion costumes with the Banana Minion song playing in the background. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to check it out. And for everybody that's it's listening amazing. to this episode, I will, um, I will include all the links that Meredith is talking about to so the books. And um, if you could send me the link to that video, that would be great, too. Yep, absolutely. So... For somebody that's managing an Instagram account and trying to maintain a brand voice and a brand presence, do you have any advice you would share about Instagram and how to manage yep. it? Yes. I always post quality photos. 
I wouldn't post more than three times a day. People might get annoyed or unfollow you. And then follow and interact with the accounts that you would like your page to be featured on because then they're seeing you comment and they're most likely to you know, comment back and then they might feature you. And most importantly, be nice. Exactly. You know, I had um, a client who was trying to grow her following to attract attention of record labels, so she was a musician. And one mm -hmm. of the things that I said to her was, like, think about the artists that you want to be or that you emulate. And then go on their profile and start interacting with those fans because if they like them, then they're going to like you and, you know, have conversations and talk. And, I mean, she grew her platform from 700 to 12,000 in, like, nine That's months. Amazing. And it was and Yeah, and when I came back to her saying, like, what did you do? She goes, I just did what you told me to do, and I went and started talking to people. So I think that people that are using Instagram really don't understand the power of you have this opportunity to connect with and talk to. And it's not just mm -hmm. posting pictures. It's the conversation and building that relationship. And you'll find those people that really relate to you and are going to be interacting more and more and, you know, sharing your content or um, helping you be seen more as well. Exactly. So, how and where can people connect with you and Charlie online? You can find Charlie on Instagram and Twitter at ThisBugLife. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram where you can find more pictures of Charlie as well as pictures of my husband sleeping, you can follow at MaraDK. Awesome. And I'll include that link in the show notes as well. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for joining me today. I know that, like I said in the beginning, you were a little hesitant because this is something you do for fun on the side, but you have definitely built up an amazing brand over there and given this little cute, adorable pug a voice and found him a ton of friends. And um, hopefully there's a lot more opportunities that are on the horizon for you guys too. And you get on Ellen. Yeah. I know. Someday. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so flattered. It was This was fun. I really appreciate awesome. it. Thank you. Okay, everybody. That is it for this podcast interview. I hope you have a great day. Hey, everybody. It's Janine here, and this is J.O.'s take on the podcast interview with Meredith from This Pug's Life. The first thing I want to talk about is, yes, Meredith has grown her account to 30,000 followers, but this isn't her job, and this isn't something she gets paid for. It's simply something that's fun that she wants to do, that she got a great response from it. She's built this community, and she continually delivers to them. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed when it comes to Instagram and thinking that you have to have 30,000 followers off the bat. But in the short interview that we had with Meredith, she hit on a lot of key points and important factors when it comes comes to Instagram or Instagram for business. So I want to talk about those. The first thing I picked up on is that Meredith is very opportunistic. When she has a good day or good lighting, she's taking advantage of that time to gather a bunch of photos that she will share later. So that was one tip that I really liked. The other is that she talked about popular days and trending topics. And if it's National Pugs Day, she is making sure that she's using her best pictures so that she can get featured on Instagram. 
Another thing that she talked about, and it's really simple, but she said some of the best opportunities to grow her following was when she was featured on other accounts. So in some instances, she simply asked and sent a direct message, which is a private message, to that account saying, hey, this is who I am, this is what I'm about. If you'd like to feature me, I'd be honored. And she's also asked to be featured with emails. And I've seen some accounts that will say that if you want to be featured on an account, simply email us and you can do it that way. So either direct messaging or emailing accounts, if you think that they can help you, you have a similar audience um, and a great way to gain more exposure. Another thing that I picked up on with talking with Meredith is that she is very consistent with posting. She said she does it in the morning and at night, one to two times daily. And she also has a voice for him. So in her mind, she's speaking as she would be if Charlie's actually talking to the audience. So she puts herself in that mindset. From a marketing standpoint, that's about knowing who your target audience is, knowing how to communicate, knowing what they expect to hear from you. I love that Meredith replies to every comment. So often people get on social media and they don't realize it really is a social channel. It's a way to communicate to your audience. So you need to be commenting and interacting back and making them feel like their voices are heard and that you're having a conversation with them. So to have 30,000 followers and close to seven to 800 likes on each post, it's a lot of work, but Meredith takes the time to not only post, but to interact back and engage with her audience. So those are a lot of great tips, and then she wraps it up with saying, make sure that you use quality photos. Don't overpost. Don't do three or more times a day because that can overwhelm your audience. Follow and interact on accounts that you want to be featured on. So it's not only interacting on those that are commenting on your account, but going and seeking out those that are similar, that have similar audiences, that have potential new followers for you. And if you want to be featured on there, give them the attention that they deserve so then, and then they can give you the attention as well. And finally, be nice. So once again, I want to thank Meredith for coming on the show, for sharing her great lessons on how to grow Instagram. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. Have a great day, everybody. 